Let me know. Right on my end. All right, guys, ready? We good? Let's do it. What's up, you guys? This is the Hendo Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hendo, and I have some superstars in the building. You know, when I say superstars, I mean some real deal superstars, the cream of the crop. You are freaking welcome. Guess who I have in the building today? I'm gonna start from my left. How do I start? If you guys don't know who these people are, you need to get your life together. Because they take over the Instagram. I'm pretty sure you've seen their photos everywhere. I'm inspired by the photos, all of them, models, photographers, everything. This is a learning session today, guys. Everybody on live right now on Instagram, get your notepads out. Because <laughs> school is in session, baby. School is in session, baby. He needs an air raid, my You know life. what I'm saying? Right? So, <laughs> you guys, how you doing? Um, my man Noah, let's start from Noah, then we'll work our way around. Tell him what you do, your Instagram name, and kind of like a little bit about yourself. So my name is Noah Nash. Uh, I'm a fashion and beauty photographer. Uh, I live in San Diego, but mostly based in LA. Uh, most of my work is about like magazines and just making that um, editorial look with like uh, with models. Yeah, okay. that's pretty much sums it. Yeah. That's a very humble um, <laughs> intro. If you go to his, his uh, Instagram right now and you go to uh, Noah Nash, you know, Instagram, then you be like, yeah, that guy is this very <laughs> humble person, you know. Um, so to Noah's left, we have another monster photographer. Stupid. You know, I've seen this guy work all over Instagram and advertisements and things of that nature. I was like, who the hell is shooting these photos? Let me tell you, this, let me tell you a quick story before he even come before he introduce himself. He came to the studio and I was like. I was trying to help him, and he's like, "Dude, I got this. Leave, leave, me, leave me alone, dude. Like, I got this. I know what I'm doing." I'm like, "Bro, you don't know what you're doing. Let me help you with this, with this lighting setup." He looked at me like I was stupid. Like, bro, you're in my way right now. I said, "All right, then, dude, go ahead. Fuck your photos up. Go ahead, dude." So I go to this guy's Instagram. I was like, "Oh shoot, you moody, moody dark photos. Oh, okay. My fault, man. My fault. You know." So introduce yourself. I think I already did it for you, but go ahead and do introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, so my name's Oswaldo. I go by Waldo, uh, and my Instagram handle is Moody Darkroom. That's on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, like everything. Moody Darkroom, and. Uh, I'm a portrait photographer. Where do I look? Who am I supposed to be looking at? Look anywhere. I'm gonna look at this camera. I'm gonna look. Yeah, I'm gonna just. I'm, I know because I don't know where to look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at myself on the screen. Um, or this camera over here. So I do portrait photography, and I do like more conceptual style portrait photography. Uh, I really like lighting, so I make my lighting look really nice and pretty. And yeah, I've been doing photography for a year now, and it's been pretty well. So uh, check me out on Instagram and give me a follow. You're cool. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And um, this last person here, um, very, very elite model in San Diego. I was a fan for her before I even like met her. And uh, you know, a lot of people come to the studio and like, dang, I want to shoot with such and such, such and such. Yeah, Sydney is real nasty. You know, um, very amazing. For <laughs> I mean, okay. I, 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 those adjectives. I don't got to say nothing. I don't got to say nothing. The comments will, 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 will tell the story for sure. So introduce yourself. Tell her what you do and what you're, you know, a little, little about yourself. A little bio. Not too much. A little too much. My name is Sydney Stone. Um, I go by the Beast and the Babe on Instagram because I have a lot of animals. It just keeps escalating. We just got a bunny, Beetlejuice. Check okay. out. He makes experiences. Dope name. Right. So good. Um... I do a lot of outdoor stuff, not a ton in the studio, don't get nearly enough time here, but a lot of outdoor stuff as 
kind of conceptual as well. And I try to just do the things that a lot of other models don't. So a lot of hypothermia, a lot of injuries, a lot of bruises that my best friend Steph has to edit out all the time. But um, yeah, we try to push the boundaries every shoot we get. And I'm kind of down for most things. You're cold-blooded. You're an amazing model. And I'm, um, it's an honor to have you guys on the, in the studio right now and on the podcast. You know what I mean? So, But uh, let's get into this podcast because we have a lot to talk about for sure. Um, yeah, I was gonna say whose phone is this one? This one, this one. Um, let's talk about. Let's get into your story a little bit. Um, Noah, this I'm gonna yeah, go by because yeah. you both, all of you guys are masters at what you do. So let's start one by one and kind of dig in a little oh, bit. Start with me. And we're gonna, we're <laughs> gonna, gonna like, we're gonna ask some generic questions, and you know what I mean. Like, I gotta ask How some generic questions. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's it's. I gotta run through these generic questions, then we'll get to more intricate, you know, right, fun ahead. questions. But you know, I gotta answer the questions everybody wants. Like, how did you get started? What what inspires you to be a photographer? So Noah, what inspires you to be a photographer? It's funny because before we started this podcast, I was like, I'm kind of scared of this question because yeah. literally, what inspired me it was a hobby. Yeah, and then I started school, and then I needed some job that I can just do two days a week. Pays me enough to pay tuition. <laughs> 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 it's photography. So, so I just kind of like turned my hobby into like a, a full time job, I guess. Man. And uh, honestly, it did so great. And I, I like ever since I was a kid, I used to draw and everything. So I used to always be artistic. But I, I would I would have never imagined I would be a photographer, honestly. Man. Because it was just uh, never an option to me, honestly. And uh, yeah, I started and it was just it was great. I really love it. Are you are you still in school? Yeah. Quit school immediately. You don't need to go to school. You shoot too damn good. You don't need to go to school. You're wasting your time. There's nothing you can do better in school right now. I'm scared of Just jump out of school. Drop out. professor will see this. This guy. Man, you're an amazing photographer. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. How I got started. So. I actually got started when I lost my job during COVID mm. and I lost my job. And you remember like the first two weeks of COVID we're all like, oh, two weeks, we'll be mm-hmm. back to normal in two weeks. I was like, all right, yeah, let me just get my camera. Let me shoot in my room, see what I can do. And at the time, like I downloaded TikTok and I was like looking through TikTok. And one of the things that was popular and uh, at the time were like photo shoot ideas. It was mm-hmm. like, watch us do this. And it was like the, like, uh, like the spotlight look. And I was like, I can do that better. I was like, I know I can. I know for a fact I can do that better. So I was like, I'm going to make myself do this better right. to prove that I can do it better. Just like a little challenge. And then I like was like, like, wow, like photography is kind of fun. So I like started shooting every single day. And then that's when like we found out that like COVID wasn't over after yeah. two weeks. I was like, okay, I got a month <laughs> and then it goes back to normal. And then it just like never stopped. So I was like, okay, well I've been doing this for a few weeks now. Let me see what I can like, actually do like make this into like an actual like job. So I was yeah. like, okay, let me try and get some, some gigs. Let me try and get some money from this. And then I had an opportunity to move out here. And I was like, like, can we swear on this? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, <laughs> I didn't want him. To, I didn't want him to hate me because he's gonna have to go and like censor me every single time. But I was like, I was like, dude, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna pack my car. I'm gonna move to California because, like, I, in my head, I was like, if it doesn't work out, I can just move back. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. there's a pandemic. Everyone's kind of like, life's just kind of like slow down. If I'm gonna get anywhere, it's gonna be right now. So I was like, oh, so you moved to California? I'm, yeah, I moved. Yeah, I moved oh, here wow. to be to uh, pursue photography because I'm from Wisconsin, and in Wisconsin. Yeah. Very Forget about it, dude. Right. You're not gonna. My hometown's twenty thousand people. Damn, <laughs> twenty thousand people. Small ass farm town wow. in the middle of nowhere. The closest city is forty five minutes away. It's like, 
is a whole lot different. So, even like, boonies. Yeah, no, like, out there, you, you're you not getting any work if you're doing photography. Maybe if you're doing, like, wedding photography, but even then, like, people don't get married that much. Right. Like, right. They'll get oh, married, right. like, once, <laughs> like, 10 people get married each fall. It's like, you're not going to get any work doing that. That's <laughs> crazy. Wait for them to get divorced and married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, hey, I saw that divorce, by the way. <laughs> let me know. So, I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. I was like, let me just fucking, let me pack my bags. I packed my car with as much stuff as I could. I left my bed. I left my dresser. I left everything there. And I just, like, bought it secondhand over here and then i just kind of started grinding i did like instacart at first when i first moved out here yeah because i was brand new i didn't know anyone I'm like okay not a smart idea moving out here without a clientele right, right but now i'm in a position where i can actually get the clientele so i was like okay let me just do something to pay the bills and then all the time that i have left i dedicate to photography That's so crazy. i was like i was doing instacart just enough to like get my bills paid i was like paying my rent and stuff and then any like other extra time like once, like I like calculated, I was like, I need to make exactly this much money and then yeah. I can like go and do my photography. So I did that for a few months. And then 2021, I like said, like, dude, like, why did I move out here? If I'm only paying my bills through like Instacart, I was like, fuck, I'm going full-time photography. So I stopped doing Instacart. I stopped doing any other thing that was in photography. And then I was like, I'm going to chase this like full, like full force. And then that's when I started getting like paid gigs. That's when I started doing like collaborations with like bigger names and stuff. And then my Instagram went from like, like 5,000 in January to like 20,000 in February. That's crazy. So I was like, okay, like that's kind of crazy. 20,000 followers in, in what? I mean, in, in a like month? a month. Yeah. In like about a month. Um, and then from like January to June, I went from, from like that to in June, I hit like 60,000. Damn. So like it really blew up. And then now like, like I've worked with some like pretty big names and now like I get like bigger names and stuff in my DMs now. So I'm like, like now I'm like, yo, like, there's no way I can fail. Like this is this is like legit now. Like I I got a path. I know exactly where I'm gonna go. Like I got everything road mapped. I'm planning on moving up to LA next year because I have like so many more connections in LA. I drive up to LA like twice a week. Okay, it's a fuck ton of gas. Wow. But I can write it off on my taxes. So that's crazy. <laughs> it wins. Win win. Is there any way you're gonna take over my social media? Because I need some followers, bro. Dude, I got you. Damn. <laughs> that's but yeah, crazy. No, so like yeah, that's kind of how I got. I just happened and I like fuck it like so. What do you think made awesome. it take off? Well, um, I I like studied how Instagram was working, like how the algorithm was working, uh-huh. and like and all these people on Instagram, they're like, oh, I know the secrets, and they don't fucking know the secrets. They don't know. They don't know so what they're talking about. You should take notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can we can we can cut it, and I'll give you guys the sauce. <laughs> well, we, I can on. give you guys the sauce. This is a whole different type of podcast. That we know. Know. Yeah, no, I can give you the sauce. Because also. Well, yeah, I need more questions. Not I'm even, dead. not even just Instagram too. Like I, so I did TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at the same time, and I built all of them separately. Like I didn't, I didn't like tell people to go follow my other accounts. Yeah. I like built them separately. Wow. So I built my Twitter from zero to twenty thousand. I built my Instagram from zero to sixty thousand. I built my TikTok from zero to a hundred thousand in so, less than a year. So the question is, do you think it's just from your unique style that you shoot? I think so. I mean, there's obviously more to it. Right, right. I'll explain more of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he, we'll talk more about we it. But up, we heating up. Yeah, there's there's variables that we, we heating yeah. up right now. Yeah. So Sydney, my girl Sydney, this is a nurse by day and supermodel by day and by night. Day. By day, all too. day and nights. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what inspired you to start modeling? Like, uh, I didn't start off to be a model. I had a friend who was getting started with photography. Okay. And she needed essentially just a human body, and I who have both two arms and two legs. Wait, you have a body? To be just the one. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just essentially stood in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. I was pretty worthless at the time. 
And then she had another friend who was getting started with his photography. It was Zev, actually another really my great guy Zev. Your yes. guy Zev. Yes, that's my guy. Here. Yeah. yeah, and it's amazing to see where he's gone with that because he was getting started at the same time and developing his style, and he also needed arms, legs. So I stood in front of that one, and then it just kind of went from there. And then things started to change a little bit when I kind of found my my wheelhouse mm-hmm. of, of styles that really suited me or styles that I felt like I could really make the photographer's vision come to life. That's when things started kind of clicking into place and feeling like I was making art as opposed to just you know standing there like an idiot. So your poses, uh, one thing I noticed about your photos, your poses are very unique, uh, really passionate poses. You know what I mean? Um, your photos look completely different from other models. How did you learn how to pose like that? Um, I think I started with the basic idea that photos look good when there's a lot of like angles and depth in them. So I just started, you know, doing weird shit with my arms. And then lots of trial and error of like, oh, too weird. <laughs> Dial back. And then looking on Instagram to see what other models had done, what looks good, what kind of fits with certain vibes. Because different body shapes, facial expressions suit different moods and different projects. So I mm-hmm. tried to figure out what that mood and what that project is mm-hmm. and then use that as a starting point. Gotcha. Gotcha, because, man, your your photos are really crazy, especially the ones you just posted, like, recently. Do you archive some of your photos as well? Um, Some of them. Some of them, okay. I think my, like, we were talking, I was saying that I've kind of found my lane. Mm-hmm. I think I've started to pare down my Instagram to kind of cultivate that a little bit more and be a little more thoughtful about what I do and have my Instagram reflect that. Oh, you go. There you go. You're killing it, girl. I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to be your friend. You know what I mean? That's all I am. <laughs> So let's ask a couple more generic questions and we're going to start getting into the meat, yeah. meat and the potatoes. We love um, generic questions. Let's talk about the cameras now. Uh, what type of cameras do you guys use? So I use you a You better Canon. say Canon, guys. you say that? All right. Okay. If anyone okay. says Nikon, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, no, okay. But but I, I recently bought a film camera and it's Nikon. Oh, yeah. That's okay. different. That's All different. Right. That's different. That's different. Right. You yeah. get away with that. Uh, you get away with that. I use a uh, 5D Mark IV. Uh, yeah. I don't. I might switch to mirrorless next year. Not sure. I'm just not a huge fan. Okay. So, yeah. Right now, I'm not a huge fan. Five D Mark IV. Yeah. And I like the DSLR. And what's your favorite lens? You know, it's funny. My mm-hmm. cheapest lens, the cheapest lens I bought, it was like uh, the hundred ML, and I got it used for like four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But that lens made me thousands of dollars. <clears throat> Fifty. No, the hundred ml. A hundred. Uh, the macro. The, the, the okay. One yeah. Yeah. For beauty. Okay. Uh, that lens <clears throat> made. Made me so much money, and it was the cheapest lens. Ever. You want to see all the detail and everything. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. All right, notate that. Let me let me write that down. Notate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what type of camera do you use? And your wish or favorite lens? I use Sony. I'm a Sony boy. I, I believe in Sony. Elitism. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm so sorry. I, what do you mean? Nah, Sony's elite. Um, I actually started with a Sony A6400, and I used that for like a year, and then I got a Sony A7 III, and I just picked up a Sony A7S III for like video work. Wow, so, nice. Three Sonys, and then the cool thing about Sonys is E mount. Fucking so many lenses to choose from, but I just not pick, like Canon, bro. Uh, you, you got you're a right, not like Canon, better than Canon. Okay. Better than Canon. 
Well, I, hey, bottom down photos, bro. I ain't arguing with you. He's like, who invited this guy? But one of the photos you kicking out, I ain't arguing with you. I think my favorite lines is actually the like the cheap like nifty fifty. Nifty fifty, I have that. It's like one hundred and fifty bucks. I've yeah. used that for like over bucks, a year. Yeah. That that has made me so much money. You shooting with a hundred and fifty dollars? I'm shooting with a hundred and fifty dollars lens and producing those photos. And not a single person ever knows. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill my. I'm gonna kill Dude, myself. Dude, with, no one ever knows. Dude, it's a good lens. lens for two years straight. I was using that, and it's like I got it for like one twenty. Dude, yeah, it's cheap. Really good. It works really? though. Yeah. It works. It's a really good lens. The only time you need like a super expensive lens is if you're doing like a lot of detail, mm-hmm. like if you're like you want to see the pores, but like I'm like standing yeah. far, so I'm like I don't really care about that. Yeah. So no one needs pores. And then <laughs> I also picked up like a like a thirty five millimeter Samyang recently, mm-hmm. which is like a yeah. it's like a. Four hundred dollar lens. That one's really good too. And then I just got some Tamron zoom lenses. So you got like eighty eighty thousand lenses now. I got like so, I got so many lenses. So what's your favorite 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 one? The fifty. Fifty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's how work. I was like, that's a fifty. Yeah. So that's question. Do you guys think that equipment is important? No, not at all. Why do you think that? Because I built up my entire following and I built up my portfolios and stuff with twenty dollar lights in my room in Wisconsin. No studio. Sony A six four hundred. A hundred dollar lens. Do you think that works for any style? I think it works for the majority of, for the Hard majority of a lot of styles. Let them know, Sydney. I think there's Damn. I think there's obviously levels to <laughs> you it. Take a break. No, <laughs> hey, 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 give me some. <laughs> Co-host. I think there's levels to it. I think I think once you reach a certain level, then gear begins to matter because there's like some concepts I could not do Are without. You at that level. I think so. Okay. I think so. Are there more levels? <laughs> there's yeah. There's definitely more levels to be achieved. So the thing is, you can. There's like. There's levels that you need to get to before you can be like, okay, like my equipment's holding me back. Like my Sony A6400, it's really good in low light. It's not the best in low light. So like I hit a, I hit a point where I'm like, like I like how my stuff looks, but like it could be better. And now that I have the expendable money, I'm going to get a camera that's going to make it better. Right. And like going crop sensor to full frame isn't like that big. But when you go from like an A6400 to an A7, or an A7 III, like the, the low light performance is just so much better that like the concepts that I was doing, like I wasn't held back by how much light was actually on the subject anymore because it's just like so good in low light. It's basically mm-hmm. a night vision camera, like a life hack right there. Like 100%. A lot of my stuff looks good because like the camera is just so good. Yeah. But I can still achieve that without that camera. It's just, it's so much harder to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things where when you get to a certain level, instead of making it harder on yourself, you can spend a little bit more and make it easier on yourself. And Absolutely. the more efficient you can make it on yourself, the better work you can do. Well, you're more art- artistic photographer. Yeah, yeah. I do more artists. I don't really focus too much on like the objective, like, mm-hmm. oh, it has to be per- you know, perfectly in focus. I mean, most of us, I, I hope my stuff's in focus, but right. like it, I, I don't focus on like the, the optics of it because with my work, a lot of my work's uh, pushed more through like the emotional aspect of it. People, right. I want people to look at my work and like feel something. Right. I feel like when you're when you're making work like that, the nitpicking of like how sharp the lens is really doesn't matter at that point, right? Because that's not the goal of it. When you're doing like product photography, then that's when you like you need like a nice lens. Yeah, so right. it really 100%. depends. It depends on what kind of photography you do too. So. So no, what would you classify your style as photography? What type of photography would you say you do? So wait, before before that, I actually want to okay. answer the question that you okay. asked him first. <laughs> All if, right. if equipment matter, for sure. So equipment. So here's the thing. I think when you start with like less equipment or mm-hmm. like your equipment is not as good, I think that makes you a better photographer. In what? In what? Then way? explain because yourself. like let's say you only have a fifty and mm-hmm. you're shooting with a fifty. Instead of zooming in and out, you're using your feet. And now you're like either hiding behind a bush and stuff like that, and like you're actually using certain angles. And when you're, uh, empty. Yeah, <laughs> I started holding phones. Man, we're gonna end that live. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, and I th- so I think 
like less of equipment in the beginning does mm. make you a better photographer. So when you actually get that equipment at the end, you mm. know how to use it. Right. So for example, when I started with like shooting um, with lights, I got a Godex light and I believe it was like $200 light. Mm -hmm. So I used to use it and then I reached a limit and I was like, the color of the light, I don't like it. Right. So when I got a $2,000 light, which is a pro photo, I know I got it and I know the difference in colors. Mm. I know the difference in consistency when it comes to like each photo. So someone that didn't shoot with like a Godex in the beginning might not know the difference and they're just shooting with it and they're hoping for the best. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think equipment doesn't matter. And I honestly think like if you actually start with less equipment, that would make you a better photographer. So you got to graduate because to the, the yeah, good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like master your camera before you actually upgrade. Master your lens before you upgrade. That's the most important thing. Right. And I honestly believe the best photographers in the world are natural light photographers. Really? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of photographers. Explain yourself. Oh, oh my man. Uh, 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 no, honestly. Let's go. No, this is not just my opinion. Look at the photographers in the world. Peter Lindenberg. This he, guy. He's not a light. natural light photographer, though. He is a natural. Have you seen his pictures? Yeah. He's a guy that does like the. Yeah, some of them. He sold that cave photo for like 10 million, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so, right? That might be him. So, like, but he has a more, so. he's a more iconic style, though. Penny Lindbergh is like very simplistic, iconic style. Yeah. Like black so, movie. what I'm saying is, like, you have, <laughs> if you understand actually, like, natural light, when you actually put that artificial light, it's just going to make more sense because a lot of the mistakes, not mistakes, I guess, is art subjective, but a lot of things I see, like photos I see, it's just a model standing or like a subject standing, they're blasting them with light. And For like, sure the angle of the light doesn't like match the sun behind them or like or in front of them. It's just what's well, levels to the photography. You're talking about you're a master at what you do. You know, so I never said that. There is still you. so much I have to learn. Well, of course. Well, it's it's yeah. always gonna be a learning uh learning in, in this industry. You're always gonna be learning something. Always. So all three of you guys are masters what you do, right? So Pretty what are some trial right. and tribulations that you had coming up as a photographer? What's some um, some um, some things that, you know, you, you, you know, hurt you or not hurt you, but, you know, like things that uh, some tribulations that you had, like problems that you had, some stumps I in the think, road. Honestly, getting too comfortable in what you do. Yeah, that's that's the worst thing. Like sometimes really? like uh, when I'm shooting, let's say like beauty, mm -hmm. like I know like certain angles that I shoot. Let's say I get hired by like a new model, like a new agency. And if I see myself actually like shooting the same angle, Telling my model the same exact words. When it gets boring, when I get comf too comfortable in what I'm doing, I think that just kill any kind of art, art right. just arts that I have in mind. So either change uh, the lighting that I'm using on the model, or like change the angle that I'm using, yeah, or like change the poses. And I think that actually getting keep getting inspired and not getting bored in what you do or too comfortable in what you do. Mm. I yeah, I think that's that's key. How what far about outside you? of your comfort zone do you push yourself a little bit, a lot of it? Oh my god, so much because okay. sometimes like I'm shooting with light and it's like any person that actually shoots with that, they're like, oh, that's garbage. Like I've shot beauty with just sunlight. Nobody would ever like a lot of people. I don't want to say nobody, but like a lot of people will actually okay. see a sunlight and run away. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. You just gotta challenge yourself. You're not what about good, you, Sydney? You're not a good photographer if you can only shoot. Trial and tribulation yeah, of you. Certain way, certain angle, when the head. stars are aligned, that's the, <laughs> 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 the wind. <laughs> the wind is 23 miles per hour. It's actually way. not the right <laughs> temperature, <laughs> so we can't actually shoot right now. So we're done. We're going home. <laughs> we'll shoot tomorrow. The wind's coming to the left. 50 knots. Yeah, get my protractor out. So, so, from a model perspective, like, uh, like I said, you're a master at what you do. So, you know, as you're coming up, what's some trial and trial and tribulations that you had? You know, 
some problems that you had coming up as a model? I think the biggest hurdle is how to distinguish yourself. Mm. There's so many beautiful women, men, people who are out there who look great in front of a camera. Yeah. And how to take it from being photogenic to which I don't even necessarily qualify myself as photogenic. I mm. have weird squishy faces when I smile. My teeth are goofy. Um, but going from just a good picture to art mm. is a big transition and how to make yourself a tool of something of, of art versus just like a pretty face in front of a camera. Mm. And that is not to take anything away from the people who can just stand there and look beautiful. But I think what I try to do is do something more than just myself. Mm. And I've talked to people about this when I do the nude photos mm -hmm. is that I try to stay away from nudity for the sake of nudity. Like mm -hmm. if all you're doing is taking a picture of a naked body and I'm happen to be the naked body. That's not something that I'm really interested in because you're not elevating it to something different. Can you repeat that one more time, please? Woo! People in the back. Please, San Diego, San Diego, right? listen up. Exactly. This is a learning. San, San Diego. Exactly. I, they be, they be, they, people be hate me because I be saying this, but I, I'm trying to, you gotta learn something from these people. So said that one right. more time. It's not just nudity, it's art. Right? You're, Let them know. You're doing something. You're making the naked body into more than what it is. It's yes. more than just a body. And that's what differentiates art from just like naked photos. Absolutely. Can I get an amen? Absolutely. Amen. 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 <laughs> amen. That's actually why I refuse to do like lingerie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the like least comfortable in lingerie. There's, there's two things I don't. There's two types mm -hmm. of photographies I won't do unless it's client work, which is like only going to go to the client. Mm -hmm. Like I, I get a lot of like OnlyFans people hire me just for like. Right. private shoes for themselves there's nothing wrong with that i'm like you know like if you want to feel empowered like go for right, it right, i won't post it i will never post anything like that because right. it's not me um but i think the biggest thing with that is like lingerie and bikini are like inherently sexual mm -hmm. yes and they're like inherently sexualizing the person that's wearing it mm. as much as you want to be like oh but there's like artistic boudoir it's like at the end of the day it's lingerie and lingerie was invented to mm. be like sexualized so i feel like a lot of people it like sounds backwards, but when you have that like little bit of clothes on, like that little bit of clothing on you, mm -hmm. it makes it way more sexual than if you were completely naked. Absolutely. I agree because the clothing is there to be provocative. Exactly. It's there to that's its sole purpose. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's its sole purpose. Mm -hmm. Versus if you're like completely naked, there's just a completely like different message being sent because right. naked can, it can like, it can mean so many different things. It can mean yeah. you're, you're vulnerable. It can mean you're empowering. It can mean that you're scared. You're frightened. It can mean that you don't give a fuck about the world. You're so powerful. You don't need clothes. Like it mean, it can mean so many different things and you right. can shape that exactly how you want with the posing, with the lighting, with the background, with where you're shooting, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Whereas with lingerie, it's kind of like, okay, you're in yeah. lingerie. <laughs> you're like, a, yeah, you're like, oh, you're on, you're in a really cool place, but you're also in lingerie. So it's like, mm. that's why, <laughs> I mean, San Diego, that's what kind of bothers me a lot. You know what I mean? I feel like people shoot just to, to see girls naked. You know what I mean? And I feel like they're not it's weird. art. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, think I mean, I get it. We're women. I get it, man. We're, we're attracted to women. And, and I feel like they're not creating art. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not shooting for a purpose. There's that's a what, lane for that, but right. it's a different lane than. Yeah. Right. Porn. Yeah, right. like artistic photography. For sure, for and sure. Th that goes to like the point. You kind of have to like stay true to what you're shooting, like mm -hmm. what you want. If you're just shooting to see girls naked, 
you're not gonna get that big job that you want you're not like a creative artist you know you're what not. i mean you're not gonna get that you're just gonna stay in that lane and it's just well it's just the truth this the things i see about you guys the reason why i love you guys so much because i feel like you're more than just you're an artist you know what I mean? Your work, you're perfected, your craft, your retouching is crazy, your your lighting is super crazy. You know what I mean? You're 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 creating art. You know, her her styles is really crazy. Her her uh, her modeling is amazing. It's not like just a, a pretty girl, just of course she's pretty, but not just sitting up there and just taking a photo. She's creating freaking art like a masterpiece when she poses. You know, I'm like, ugh. And it's like striking photos, you know what I mean? And we gotta have these conversations to to elevate the community and to uh, to show people, to inspire people. And one thing I noticed with you guys, you guys don't shoot in San Diego a lot. You guys move to a, go to L.A. Why do you guys go to L.A. and then vice versa, stand in San Diego a lot? I shoot a lot in San Diego. You do? Yeah, I shoot okay. in Garage. Well, yeah, yeah, I shoot yeah. Garage. I, little... I see you in L.A. a lot, bro. No, I'm in L.A. all the time. Yeah. Um, but I still shoot in L.A. or I, I shoot here as much as you I can because right, it's right, like yeah. it's a fucking Got you. two and a half hour drive. Like yeah. if I don't have to make that drive, right, right. I'm not gonna make that drive yeah. on a good day. On, on a, a good day, no bro. Traffic. On a on a Sunday, no traffic. If it's mm -hmm. a weekday, forget it, three hours three, plus, three half, easy, four, easy. Right. So like, yeah, exactly. Dude, there's always an accident. But right. the reason I go up to LA is because I, dude, the the creative community in LA is so much better than San Diego. Right. I didn't want to believe it at first. I wanted to believe like, oh, like you know, LA is like overhyped. No, it is not overhyped. No. Every every person I've met in San Diego is so much more creative and so much more ambitious when it comes to what they're creating versus the people out here. Why do you think so? I think so. Cause over there you have to be fully into your craft. Otherwise you're not going to make it. Do you well, hear this? I've been telling this. this. They don't listen you. to me. Yeah. yeah, They don't listen to over me. Over here you yeah. can get by not being like fully in it. You yep. can like, I was getting by doing fucking Instacart, but there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, like I wasn't fully into it, but I was still like paying my yeah. bills. I was still doing, if you're in LA trying to do that shit, dude, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Chris, I need to clip. I need to cut this clip up so we can, you know, what he just said. Cause I tell these people all the time, but they're like, Oh no, you, you know, don't want to listen to me. But now you heard it from the horse's mouth. There you go. Dude, you were the horse. There's, <laughs> I'm actually scared of horses. But there's like so many people that like move to LA and then their right. heart's not in it. So they like end up not making it. And right. they got to move back to the hometown. You can't hometown. play around in LA because yeah. everybody's good. Dude, because exactly. It's, yep. it's big fish yep. or big, big fish, fish in a small big, pound over yep. here. And then you move over there and you're like, holy fuck. Like, Absolutely. This is, Insane, like the people that you walk by, there's sports cars after sports cars, just like celebrities. Yes. You're just like, where the fuck am I? I'm yes. like, I'm nobody here. Like, I, you gotta, yeah, you gotta exactly. grind twice as hard Absolutely. to get to where you are over here. Like, over here, you don't, you don't have to grind that hard. You really don't because it's, it's not, it's not hard to outshine people when it, the people around you aren't like fully dedicated to it. And that's the thing, though. Everybody, some people don't want to be a professional photographer. Yeah, that's so fine. Don't want to be yeah. you guys. Yeah, so, yeah that's you know fine. What I mean? Some people don't want to be professional models. Right. So if you're trying to elevate your game and make money on it and stand out like how these gentlemen and these, uh, uh, this amazing model is, you're gonna have to go harder, baby. You're gonna have to go. You gotta dedicate your life. These people dedicate their life to their craft. That's why they're. The, where they at right now they just they didn't stump upon you know to be successful where you at but speaking of that you guys are master at lighting like w what inspires you in the lighting of you know how'd you learn lighting you go first? Oh. We, we can start with <laughs> so you can go first okay yeah. I'll go first. I have a lot of different styles of lighting Sometimes Bro, your line is ridiculous. Oh, so you more a natural lighting? I forgot. Sorry. No, no, Sorry. no, 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 no. no, no, no. Natural he only shoots the sun. Yeah. If the sun is at forty-five degree angle, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> six to seven. That's it. All right. All right. All right. So not really. My kind of lighting kind of depends on the style the client wants. Okay. So sometimes they want like a specific style. Mm -hmm. I actually shoot that, and it also depends on the theme that I'm going for. 
because I don't believe like if you're shooting like a specific style of lighting, like he was saying a very important point right now, you can't just shoot the same thing over and over and expect like a different outcome. Right. You, know? you can't shoot the same exact lighting and expect like a different style of photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the editing might be different. The pose might be different. But at the end of the day, it's pretty much the same. Right. You know, so my style right now, currently, I really like harsh light. Mm. I really see it coming in style. It's beautiful. When I'm outdoors, sometimes I'm shooting with harsh light. Mm-hmm. When I'm indoor, I'm not putting any reflector or anything like that. Just a harsh light. Oops. And these shapes and shadows, gorgeous. Nice. So that's what I'm trying now. Right. But a lot of clients want that soft light mm-hmm. because it makes uh, models look a little bit younger, I guess. Makes skin look a little Nature's bit softer. Yeah. yeah. Nature's airbrush. So, but yeah, but the, the, here's the thing. Like sometimes that gets boring. Absolutely. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you're shooting with like a harsh light and some shadows and everything, every picture is a challenge. Every picture feels like art. But if you're just shooting the softest light possible, every picture looks the same. Well, exactly yeah. like you were talking about. Yeah. Where are you shooting just a pretty face or are you trying to make art out yeah, of it? Exactly. You're gonna yeah. have to sacrifice, gonna have to have some force. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, your, your, I, your lighting is crazy. My light in actually came from what I was mentioning earlier. I was using like twenty dollar lights mm-hmm. in my room. And the thing with my room is my room is probably like like probably like the size of this area. So mm-hmm. like I only had like a corner that big to take my photos. So I was like, I gotta make this shit work. So yeah. I was like, let me yeah. turn off all the lights. Let me get my single light and let me see what I can do with it. So what I did instead of focusing on like the lighting, I focused on the shadows. I was like, where are the shadows being casted? And mm-hmm. then I made sure that the shadows were covering everything I didn't want to be in camera. So that was like my carpet, that was my bean bag in the back. That was like my wall. Like I was making sure that none of that was visible, but mm-hmm. And when you focus on the things that aren't visible, then what, like the only good thing that's left is like the model. Right. So from there, that's when I like started learning how like the lighting cast it on like your eyes and how if you get that little twinkle in your eye, it just mm-hmm. like gives it that extra bit of oomph. Yeah. That a lot of people. Dude, I know so many people like always are like, how do you get that? And I was like, that's crazy. Like oh I, that's God, the first yeah. thing I learned. That was like <laughs> the first thing I learned. And then I, I remember I took an art class in like sophomore year and we like did like a unit on paintings. And mm-hmm. one of the, paintings that really stood out to me the most was Rembrandt and it was because he did that little triangle Mm -hmm. I was like oh this kind of looks like that so I always tried getting that little triangle and then when you try and do that like kind of everything else just like falls into place so I stopped focusing too much on like what like getting good gear and getting you know all this and I was just like let me just use what I have and take it as far as I can Mm -hmm. so then I I like really just focused on making my photos like super dark and super dreamy looking and super like harsh like I didn't like my light's not soft I have like sharp sharp shadows i have like you know you 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 look at my photos and like you'll you'll see shadows you'll see you know imperfectness but it, at the same time it's like i think that's what makes my art really beautiful is that yeah. it's not perfect but it's mm-hmm. not meant to be perfect because right. i like to photograph people in the way that they are in terms of like people aren't aren't perfect and i hate the way that like the internet portrays people like kim kardashian and stuff they have all this <laughs> photoshop and all this stuff and it's right. like that's just sending a bad message. Like I want people to see the beauty and imperfections. And I think that's where my lighting kind of developed from because a lot of my light isn't perfect by any means, but at the end of the day, it like makes people feel something. And I feel like when you can make someone feel something, that's a really good piece of art yeah. and having like barely any equipment kind of yeah. made me develop it. And now I have a bunch of equipment, so now I can like do whatever I want, but it's also like, I don't want to do that. I want to keep, I'm going to stay true to who I am and stay true to the type of photos that I like. I just think it's just like 
it also just looks cool. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also just want to do that. Little imperfections let people connect to the photo on a person. Exactly. exactly what I was gonna exactly. say. Like these like imperfections kind of make the picture more perfect or mm-hmm. makes it have more emotions to connect yeah. with the photo. Yeah. Exactly like you said. Yeah. yeah. Because um, when you airbrush true. everything out, then it's mm-hmm. almost you get away from the yeah. humanity of the yeah. picture. Yeah, there's yes. actually it's it's called um it's called the uncanny valley. It's mm-hmm. when something looks Is that from sophomore year? <laughs> it wasn't for software. <laughs> it's, it's something I like learned it in a random YouTube video, mm-hmm. but it's called the uncanny valley. Have you ever seen those, like those photos of like robots that look like very close to human, but you can tell they're not human. Yeah. And because you can tell you're not, your brain's really smart. Your brain can pick up on something that isn't a human. So because it's like so close to human, but isn't a human, it falls into, the, it's called uncanny valley where you like recognize it's not a human and it makes you uneasy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people get edited to the point uh, to like you're like you can tell it's a person but it's like but it's yes. like not a person <laughs> you're kind of like you're kind of like like it looks good but it's also like uh, like it's not really you know it doesn't make you feel good it kind of makes you feel like uh, yeah, yeah kind of so like i feel like that's kind of the same the same ballpark you can only edit someone too like so perfect like because you, you look at them you're like that's not how they and look then in real life kind of homogenize after a while everyone kind of gets the same edit or same perfect skin the same perfect proportions dude i saw a photographer who like edited out people's like birthmarks and like edited out people's like moles and shit and i was like dude like yeah like the the type of like feeling that person must go after that it's probably not good to probably like that's really annoying is when they edit out the freckles yeah. Oh yeah. Now it's a trend. Now it's a fucking yes. trend. Yes. Now people are putting fake freckles on. Yeah. It's no, crazy yeah, how the world yeah, works. Yeah, Something that like people used to get bullied about is like not like the trend. That's, that's funny. A girl just hit me up the other day. One of my friends. She's like, "Should I leave my freckles in?" I was like, "Hell yeah." Yeah. That's a defining yeah. feature. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So let's switch a little bit, a little bit. Let's get a little entertaining. You know, what I mean, let's, let's ask some cool questions that you know entertain some people. So let's start, my girl Sydney. The fun stuff. The good yeah. stuff. I need to know the craziest photographer model story that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know some good stuff. The crazy oh, experience. The crazy experience. I know. I, I know, know you want to have some crazy mine. people out there. Your, your family and friends are watching this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got too crazy. Okay, mom. We can say PG thirteen. Oh man! But I know you have some experience with these photographers. Can you tell me a good story at them? Expose them. You right don't have now. to see anybody. <laughs> nobody <laughs> particular. Nobody particular. You don't got anybody particular. But I need to know something good. We something need to know the juicy. The meat and potatoes, the ribeye steak. My potatoes are fairly good potatoes. Sydney, get them. Get them, Sydney. (laughs) Let's go. I mean that I've had really good experiences with photographers kind of across the board. Sydney, let's go. Let's get them. I can't think of one. I'm trying to be be problematic here. (laughs) You don't don't have any? No, it's all good. Um, You want to go viral. Give it to me. (laughs) Nah, I got to do that. I don't have anything viral. Mm personally a funny story you have a funny story um now. let's go funny you may have to get back to me on this i feel like i have little snippets of things like okay. the i work with stephanie mcdonald a lot snm photos okay and we're that's my girl all, yeah love her she mm-hmm. does amazing stuff and she's usually down for my shenanigans and encourages it quite a bit yeah. so <clears throat> we've done stuff like gone to a lake in the middle of december and just popped in that Oh my god! Terrible, yeah, but we got some amazing things out of it, so that's been yeah. kind of our jam. You guys, it's, you guys shoot some amazing photos together. Yeah, you know what she, I mean. She also has a farm too, so she yeah. has all the right props, like goats, which we have goats. incorporated. Yeah, we yeah, want. I too love using goats as props. Right, I just love. How goats long you guys have been shooting together? Because you guys got a lot of chemistry. Yeah, we yeah. got a really good vibe. Um, 
God, maybe two years. I think yeah. we just kind of clicked as people, which made she's amazing. Shooting, I know, she who could not like Stephanie though? I haven't met anyone like that. right. So, and I think that's been one of the hugest keys to getting good photos is find photographer photographers that you click with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started shooting a lot with Paige, um, and she like similar style, similar vibe. Yeah. Down to get weird, and I always love weird. Weird is good. Highly weird is good. Weird. weird is good. Um. So yeah, I think finding people whose their weird clicks with your weird kind good. of makes makes all the magic. All right. Now for weird the media. No one. <laughs> no one. No. no one. I honestly don't have like a lot of weird stories, okay. honestly. Okay. But okay. give me funny one. Hey, give me hey, something entertaining. Not funny, but so here's like a lot of like it happened like a few times, more mm -hmm. than a couple of times, and it really, really pissed me off. Um he, he might know. Mm -hmm. Uh a lot of models in LA, they just Cancel last minute. <laughs> yeah. They don't give a shit. Oh my god. Dude. Dude. One time I drove like four hours because there Ooh. was traffic. Traffic. Oh, Alright. I parked my car like I, I parked it like right there. Like I was just gonna get out my car, go to her house because we're gonna do uh the makeup there. Yeah. She canceled. It's always a, it's always you were in the house. Yeah, bro. It's always a text. You're gonna hate me. I need to go see my agent. I have a question for him. He's not picking up the phone. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh yeah. I don't oh. think. Yeah, yeah. we can't yeah, talk yeah. anymore. And that's not just like one time thing. It always, this, always. So happens. this is something that happens all the yeah. time. As long as you're shooting in LA, it's a hundred percent for sure. As long as you're shooting in LA, that's always in it. that's like, always going to be on the table. Another thing that I really hate. Sorry, it's good. Oh, you <laughs> Another thing that I kind of hate. It's uh, he also might know this as well. As like a guy, when you're like shooting, um. There's a lot of like you're gonna have a lot of fake friendships and fake relationships just for the photos. So mm. you know, mm. uh, no, I don't know about him, but I, well, I've experienced that a lot. Like, I can see I would, that. I would have people talk to me and stuff like that, and then right after I give the photos because you know we're friends, we're just collabing, doing collaboration. They would either like not talk or block me. Block? Wow! Oh, yeah, twice. Damn. Yeah. So it's something really, really annoying. So it's very clear now. I don't shoot my friends. And I would never shoot the person I'm dating. It's from the get go. Nope. Wow, <laughs> bro. What's your? Oh, oh yeah. dude, you yeah. gotta, you gotta yeah. have yes. something juicy. So <laughs> much sure inside these lot. walls. Oh man, and here or any walls. Or I would no say wall. one of the craziest stories I've seen in here. Man, I gotta be careful because I. Gotta be careful. <laughs> I will say this. I can talk. I can tell you this one. There's one time. This happened years ago. There's one time this a photographer is shooting a model in here, and she was talking to him like like this this dog and this photographer like no, uh, you didn't you didn't shoot me right. You're not shooting my angles. Oof. Did oh I tell you? To, I didn't tell you to shoot right there. I'm telling you to shoot over here. And, nice. and this dog and this photographer out. You know me. I'm like okay. It's not my it's not my place to say anything. You know. Uh, so of course it's like I don't try to interject with people. People creating like I'm just providing the space. But the way she was disrespecting this guy was just I couldn't believe it. So I pulled him to the side like, bro, you need to take control of your fucking situation. You know, and you're you're shooting and you're shooting for if you're paying her, I understand. But if this is a collab, you need to take control and tell her what you want. You know what I mean? And he put his big boy pants on and came back and just <laughs> said some to her and she calmed down and they they, they, oh they kept my on God. shooting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he got to take control. He took control of the situation. And it was, I was proud of him. He took control of the situation, but the way she was talking to him was like yeah. and crazy, like a little kid. Yeah. 
Ooh, like no, no, no uh uh-uh, no did i tell you to shoot this way i told you to shoot over here oh my god get get up get up shoot over here like that <laughs> damn i'm like hold up homie hold oh i'm gonna go to my i'm gonna go to my office and come back you know and reset this came back and it was still kind of crazy i was like man come here let me talk to you come on come on <laughs> come here boy come to come to daddy's office <laughs> sit on daddy's yeah damn crazy man crazy story that was crazy but i that's i think that's the only thing i can really that I have up top right now, I can tell you. Have you, you guys know. had stuff where yeah, models I, are like? I had, no. yeah. I, I've had two stories. One of them, the model was, she wasn't a photographer. She, I think she just took one photography class in high school or something like That's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was always Plenty. like, oh, I know like uh, light wouldn't look good if it's like this or like, oh, what are the settings on your camera? I'm like, I'm not, so I, I usually tell them like from the beginning, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not getting involved in how your face looks. Don't get involved in my settings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you to change your nose. Don't tell me to change my settings. You know, that's how I, how I look at it. And the other model was like, um, usually when I shoot, I give a lot of like directions, mm-hmm. but I don't tell them like something ridiculous. Right. I just tell them, I think this wall looks nice. And maybe sit here and do something. Right. So this one model, it was a collab and, she, honestly to be very honest i feel like i was doing her a favor right, right. <laughs> so we shot and then she she was just like hey uh, like i want to do my own thing and you just take pictures i'm like i'm not that kind of photographer right right you, you got the wrong guy mm-hmm. yeah so yeah you know what i you know what i hate i hate this i hate when like when a, a photographer shooting either a model or a client and the client was like oh i want to do this but you know what this photoshop it later on oh like, my god oh. You get that in weddings because oh, you know that I shoot man. weddings sometimes too. You get that in weddings yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you get that like do a, a model or do a photographer? Well, you probably. Dude, yeah. I never get that. Never? Yeah. Oh, I get this every day. All my clients are really chill. That's cool, man. Yeah. I've been on the other side of that where someone's like, don't worry, I'll fix your face later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, excuse what? me? I've had it where like someone doesn't no like. like Can't too much with this. <laughs> I've had like Damn. someone like not like the way I edited it, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, "Oh, could you just like change this?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and it's just like slide it over a little bit yeah. more, and then like resend them, and they're like, "Perfect." I'm Damn, like, that's sick. crazy. I've never been. I've never been in a situation like that. That's awesome. I don't know what I would say. I'd, be, I'd probably be like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear it all the time. Like, oh, really? you know, can you um, my dress is not, uh, but you know, can you photo- wish this Photoshop it later? I'm like, that is probably three hours. Photoshop. Oh, actually, that actually happened. Never mind. I I just thought about it. So yeah. it was like it's just like a small like it was like mm-hmm. post. It wasn't like in the spot, but it was like I sent out with the photos for them to select. It was looking like uh, an album cover, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, I like this one, but can you just like make my waist a little bit smaller?" I was like, "Oh, I was man. like, oh, that's a little." Oh. Let's we just we had this Paul conversation. Jim. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like yeah. that much. Sign up. <laughs> go sign up. This is a good run. conversation. <laughs> it was just a do little. Do you have limits on what you'll do? I was I mean, next to that because we had this argument last if podcast. I guess, do you want to take? A no, break? no, no. I love this. You, you get it in. If you I'm not me. posting it, if I'm not posting it, and it's not for me, and it's just like my name's not going to be on it, I don't care. Right, it's yeah. not my photo mm-hmm. at that point. So you don't care about liquefying. Uh, I think you shouldn't do it. Like that's my morals. Like, I want like, if someone's like make me look a hundred pounds skinnier. Like I'm gonna be like, okay, that's probably not possible with liquefy tool first. So probably <laughs> not gonna happen. But like, I, if you want me to like 
squish some stuff in here or there. Yeah. Like, if, like if you're paying me, yeah. if you're paying me, I need to hear the model's opinion on this. If you're, yeah. yeah. About the casual squish? Um, like liquefying. Um, of course, sure you, you don't have a lot, you a lot of models like shape. have the worst stories with these. Mm -hmm. Oh, people. You're pretty in shape, though. So, I, I mean, like, I don't have think you ever can... gotten in a photo and you're like, who's this? <laughs> oh, all the time. Really? really? This is do they do it without your permission? I, again, I whittle down who I work with. And, and yeah, people will transform me from me to not me stop and it's just like why are you working with me then there's someone out there who looks like this mm -hmm. but it's not me You're like if you don't like mm -hmm. what i got this let me know like so much more work for you mm -hmm. like dude it's not yeah it's not easy for. too but there's also been on the other side where like if you're gonna edit that you should probably just edit that too like, right 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 i get that a thoughtfulness like if we're gonna get into the liquify like let's let's liquify we're really that. liquefying right. some right? shit like, we're really no, yeah. Don't hold back. But don't hold back. Small touches. Like if you do, like yes. I yeah. use liquefy. Mm -hmm. Not a lot though. Right. It's just it has to be tasteful. Like make the model look like she's having the best day of her week. I get it. Exactly. Not like someone with ten plastic surgeries on. I got right? you. Exactly. And the thing is, I'm sorry. Uh, mm. I've worked with like few models before, and they actually sent me. Uh, I shot like beauty. They might be listening. Mm. <laughs> they sent me the pictures back and they're like, hey, we want like the jaw to look like a heart, whatever that means. Or like the nose to look like this. The lips is like, I swear to God, like it got to a point where they send it like five times. And I was like, hey, why don't I just send you someone else's picture and you can use that? Because uh, it's not you anymore. You know? it's not Damn. You. I'm really sarcastic. So I don't, I have no filter. And Ooh, like, savage. Yeah, I ended up like editing the hell out of it. Mm. I sent it and never want to work with that person again. Because honestly, like when I'm doing it, uh -huh. I'm like, I feel horrible for doing that. But she's paying me. So it's like a client. So it's like, whatever, I'm not posting these. I've only liquidified one person ever. It was that, that one. How much? It was really a little. Oop. Oh, see, so yes, not that. Oh, it was because no, they, they were. No, it was because they were like turned weird, so and like the light was like hitting her a little weird. No. And she's like, "Can you just like tuck it?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's." But I, I just, it's so much work. Like, mm -hmm. if you do like an entire shoot, and it's just like, you have to liquefy all of them, otherwise it'd stand out. So I'm like, right. "Fuck mm -hmm. that!" Yeah, yeah. There's a good thing about my lighting is it hides a lot of flaws. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if the models like dramatic, not feeling themselves, I put the mirror up. I'm like, "You do you." And I'll make you look good. Mm. And I'll do it in person with the light so that I don't have to liquefy. Yeah. Right. So one more question for you. Life hacks. Um, yes, uh, what if you shoot with a photographer and you don't like the photos? Can Would you would you uh, let the photographer still post the photos? Or? <clears throat> That's a tough one. There's obviously different schools of thought on how much of a photo belongs to the photographer and how much it belongs to the model. And what happened, like, is it 50 50? Mm -hmm. Is it, I think it's different when you are on a contract, like someone is paying you, mm -hmm. those are then theirs, like they make the calls. But if it's a collaboration, <clears throat> I, I usually let them post. And if I really feel strongly, I will just untag myself, which fortunately mm. I really haven't had to do too much, but also, you know, it's their work as much as mine. If they want to use it, mm. great, but it doesn't necessarily have to become part of my portfolio if I feel it doesn't reflect what I What do. if they put mm. you like in the caption? Because you know, you can like tag someone, it's yeah. like you click you it, but then you can like go and like put in the actual caption. Do you message them like, hey, can you, uh... <laughs> No, because I feel like that's <laughs> 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 that 
photo wasn't. Uh, never talk I don't want to be that guy, but. No, I feel like that's kind of part of the professional relationship that you undertake is like, if I'm working with you, then I. I feel like I try to do a little premature or like preliminary vetting of, of trusting the photographer enough to like <clears throat> not panic if they put me in a caption and knowing like right. whatever they put out, I'm going to be fine with being associated with it on some level. I haven't worked with a photographer in a very long time where I've had a big like, oh, shouldn't have done this. Mm. And that was probably going back to your very first question of hurdles mm -hmm. is having boundaries. Okay. Like as a female, especially in a you know, heavily saturated mm -hmm. industry where every guy with an iPhone is a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> you pull up to the photo shoot. So it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I know photographers are doing that. I really yeah. do. Yeah. If and I pay money and they pull up with right. an iPhone. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so anyone can say they're a photographer and, and also if you want to get into photography, then you kind of have to decide what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and deciding that on the fly can be intimidating. I mm. feel like I like to make people happy and I want the photographer to get what he wants out of it, but it's very easy for a male photographer to be like, you know, let's just, just take that down. Mm. I've had many, Ooh. many, many photographers really who are just say, now go ahead and take your top off. That's oh. weird. No, here, here's Casually. the thing. No, yeah, here's the thing with that is what? Oh yeah, it, no. That's a no huge stutter. red flag. No that's really? a huge yeah, that's red flag. Dude, if you, if you don't talk about it beforehand, prior, you didn't discuss that before. Yeah, here's the thing: when I do like any nudity work, it's usually 99% of the time it's the the woman asking me to do it, mm -hmm. and it's because they've seen my other nude work and like, oh, like I see that you do it, like you're obviously really professional about it. Like I'd love to do a session with you that right, way. Right, I'm like, right. sick, let's do it that way. But it's always you got to make sure it's beforehand, and even in person, like you don't ask them to do anything that they're not comfortable doing. I've had like stories of like some of the models that I've worked with. They like mm -hmm. tell me like this weird shit that like photographers would be like, oh yeah, by the way, like, are you comfortable doing like full nudity? Like out of nowhere. Like when oh, it was like supposed, when shoot. it was like supposed to be like a normal, like oh, fucking yeah, like yeah. fully and closed. I, and, oh, and then, and then crazy. like, oh, it's super weird. Yeah. Cause like, at, like in the moment it's like, it's, it's so much pressure. It's and then if it's like, yeah, you're just like, oh, what do I do? Especially in, in younger the, girls who yeah. are just getting Dude. into modeling. That's what I would say. Like of all the things, like of all the young or new or whoever getting Don't into it, do it, know what you're willing to do and what you're not. And mm -hmm. review that with yourself before you go into a shoot, because there are people with no qualms about asking you to do whatever they want. And awesome. I've been out on like the side of a road in the wilderness. And that person's like, go ahead, take your top off now. Dang. And you can. What if That's you? Crazy. What if you drove with that photographer? What if Oof. he is pushy now? Like, oh, how are you even like? way you easy mean. to get into a vulnerable You always situation. bring a friend with you too. Yeah, yeah. I like I always recommend bat. people bring oh, like yeah. <laughs> every time uh, yeah, I, every I do a shoot oh. and it's sort of like that. I mean, I don't really do any kind of nudity. He knows he knows mm -hmm. that. But like, if I do anything like similar, I actually tell her like, "Hey, bring someone. Like, bring a friend." Oh, someone. always. And even because just oh, always. Yeah. can make you comfortable. Yeah, like it makes me uncomfortable comfortable honestly sometimes you know oh, a huge and this, yeah right, this goes go. back to the point like if you're not true to your profession you're not gonna make it yeah like you not. gotta stay true to you're it not. to yeah. anyone listening if you ask to bring someone they say no don't you with them Ooh, that's fucking hard. weird that's so weird please don't go hey do you mind if i like bring my friend i just wanted to be mean to you huge oh, block them no. fucking report them yeah. that's fucking weird yeah. dude and here's the thing about like you you were talking about like uh, models that are just starting like just like photographers when you're starting you're doing like all kind of genres yeah. and you're just trying to find your style yeah 
maybe sometimes like if you let's say like you do nudes and like in a year you decide like you want to do a tutorial and it's like not nudes at all mm -hmm. you're gonna regret that a lot and that photographer has all the rights to the images they can sell them they can publish them he can't do anything and there's many many stories of these like these stories actually happening and the models actually reaching out to photographers and begging them hey i'm married now with kids i don't want you to sell these oh, photos because yeah. i'm serious there's there's a lot of like uh, photographers that are doing that that they're selling their books. Mm -hmm. Oh, like that was a, there was a huge scandal with that. Yeah. Like I think and it was like so, last year. So really? the model can't really say anything because the photographer owns the rights. So they're selling a book with like all of these naked models on it. But some of these models are like they shot like years ago with that photographer, and they're like, "Hey, I'm married. I don't want to do this." Or like, "I'm retired." Or like, uh, "Whatever." Yeah. You know, that's not who I am anymore. Yep. Yeah. They would not listen because they're not just gonna take out a whole book for that one model. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, we like, deep, especially in the beginning. <clears throat> yeah. Any model don't do something like that maybe just wait a whole year i know like a lot of them want to get like followers a lot of them just want to shoot with that photographer and they don't mm. care what they're that's gonna not the do way to just do it shoot wait with anyone it. just to get yeah. 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 wait for it wait for it if this is something that you decide that you want to do after a year go ahead by all means go ahead that's, just be careful that's okay. keep in mind who you attract with that kind of photography too though. yeah you can get yourself into a lane oh, yeah because i got i got friends that do like only fans they make they make bank they oh, make so much money i'm like yo let me let me hold 10k real quick but at the end of the twenty thousand a month so much but at the end of the day it's like any guys can i do join <laughs> at the, at the end of the day push. though it's like 20 they're reps. all they're following is like 99.999% men and it's right. like right. horny men too so right. it's like yeah. the DMs, yeah. bro. you got I, I know you got to keep in mind and then it's also like like scary horny men like men that like try and find out where you live and like stalk you and be like careful, shit. Man. yeah be careful. so it's like I mean, there it's such a fine line of of making people i would imagine for something like only fans you have to show them yourself a private part of yourself but making clear that it's just for show like mm. you don't actually have right. the access to me that i am allowing you to think you do it's mm -hmm. a very that's very like the what that's like the whole concept of those they pay because then they think that they, they have access to yeah. you and then that's exactly. when you get stalkers and you get like for all these well, weird people there's, well, there's, thing too. Okay. Uh, there's some people that are like using OnlyFans like in a different way too like yeah. i know some models that are actually using it especially this like cosplay models mm -hmm. they're using it not to post like sexy pictures like mm -hmm. nudes it's just that content that's not going to make it on instagram and yeah. like their true fans only fans are actually seeing that right. and some people if the model is famous or something right. they would pay for that you know right. well another so thing depends, too yeah. uh, i had this problem i forgot to talk about this and this is i kind of want to bring this up i had a girl come in here and she was she was 17 and tried to shoot oh. nude mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, that's girl. illegal. <laughs> I was like, that's that, super illegal. When she came in, you know, I like, I try to stay out of people's business, man. I didn't know what they were doing. Actually, they just booked the studio. And I was looking like, damn, this girl look like she's fifteen. What are they? What are, what the hell she doing? Birthday <laughs> shoot? So I'm looking like, hold up. So I go in my little office and I came back and this little girl was in lingerie. I was like, oh, oh, oh. shit, no, hold on. Oh. I say, like, hey, hey, ho, ho. Chris Hansen walks in. Hold up. <laughs> I say. Hey, have a seat. How, how, <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? How old are you, Boo Boo? Boo Boo, Boo Boo. <laughs> Boo -boo. Boo -boo. <laughs> yes, how old are you? I'm I'm almost 18. Whoa. Oh, almost. Keyword. Whoa. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Oh my God. I say, do you know what this is considered? This is called child pornography, Boo Boo. That's illegal. Get shit on. Let's go. Gotta go. Bye bye. Gotta go. 
You shoot Locked me. Down. I, I can go to jail for that, dude. Yeah. So please be careful, man. I'm telling you, be Who's careful. The photographer, like the photographer was shooting with her. Was he okay? Did he know? I, I'm not gonna call. You know, no, I don't not call name, it, but, but was he okay? I don't think he knew, but I mean, I think oh. I don't know. The girl looked 15 to me, you know. So for me to like for my antennas to go up and mm-hmm. kind of question, that's my first time ever questioning somebody yeah. in here. Like I don't care what you do, as long as it's legal in here, I don't give a shit what you do. But this girl looked like a little girl, like yeah. little little girl, man. I'm like sketchy. I was like, ah, oh, man, like yeah. something right here. Like, mm-hmm. dude, no, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah. That was my first time ever IDing somebody. And that girl, she was almost 17. I think she was, uh, no, she was 18 in like in a month or something. Oh, you know what I mean? Dude, month. I mean, yeah. That's important month. Even yeah, exactly. a day. That could have shut me down, dude. That could have yeah. shut exactly. this whole studio uh, down. Even like a few models that Be careful, like dude. I'm telling you. Because like agencies would like send them to me. They're like, hey, this model, we just signed it. And you know, like a lot of agencies, they sign, sign models when like 14, yeah. 15. 15, yeah. yeah. And I'm always like, she has to bring a, a, a mother or a father. Yes, uh, be careful, man. Dude, I don't shoot. Yeah. I don't shoot minors. Yeah. Be careful, bro. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, that's like a super. No, and her that's mom a super is like literally slip. like a, we're shooting like in a studio. Her mom is literally like sitting on a chair and just like next to us. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, we also, get minors. Your though. style of shoot is very far away. From oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. either shooting a face or like a lot of clothes on you. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah. well, let's switch some gears a little bit because um, we're all a little bit over an hour right now. We can't want to go too hard. But um, let's get into like the more business side of uh, photography. How do you guys kind of make money in your in your industry? Do you uh, hmm. how do you charge? How do you make money right now? So, man, that's a loaded question. I mean, well, like overall view, I guess. So I think like if you actually take yourself seriously, mm-hmm. people will take you seriously too. Right. If they ask you. Hey, how much you charge? Oh, I charge two hundred two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna take you seriously. Right, right. If you're like, give me your email, I'll send you my packages. Mm-hmm. That sounds way more professional. So you carry yourself as a business. Yeah, because it is a business. I right. mean, artists, you can be an artist all of your life. Mm-hmm. Being an artist is not gonna pay your bills. Right. Being a businessman is gonna pay your bills. Ooh, it's preach. all about how hey, you we, actually <laughs> We're gonna make that a meme. We're gonna quote quote that. Yeah, Man. because I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. When I started photography, I started with like uh, shooting weddings. Right. So I shot with this one guy and shooting at weddings, like especially like our kind of weddings, like Middle Eastern weddings are like 16, 17 hours. Ooh. So I shot like three, four weddings with this guy and mm-hmm. a few of them were in Arizona. All of this and at the end he just paid me $100. Oh. So actually divided, it's not even like a couple cents an hour. I was about to say, bro, go to a subway. I, I, you I get, didn't a, even get take more it. money I at left Subway. I on the table and I bounced. Yeah. I was like, this is I mean, crazy. I would have taken I'm not going to take that. Yeah, yeah because th- if I take that, that's an insult to me. Absolutely. I'm not taking that. I mean, that's and part of the reason why I actually got involved into like fashion photography, I was mm-hmm. like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so good that this guy's going to message me and I'm going to tell him, fuck you, I'm not working Ooh. with you. And that's what happened. I swear to God, that's actually what happened. I feel you. So anyways, yeah, it's it's all about how you present yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my kind of style, like, honestly, like, I feel like when people look at that style, they're like, his work looks expensive. Yeah, it does. Your yes. work looks freaking super expensive, yeah. especially so, retouching. Yeah. So Bro, it's they crazy. know the effort that goes into that. Mm-hmm. And they know this kind of work doesn't come for free. Right. You know, because... Yeah, so a I lot usually of people just think it is. So you work <laughs> a lot of people yeah. on the internet think it does. Always, always. If I show you my DM, I, I mean, let's shoot just two words. Let's shoot. Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not. Oh my god, I'd love to shoot with you. Right. <laughs> Pay me. So, yeah, yeah. I think like I you gotta present to yourself your in a professional way, and in people will actually take you seriously. When it comes to working with clients, uh, I would say get quality qu- clients, not quantity. Mm. Honestly. I would take like to say like four clients a month, but those clients are good. 
Right. So out of those four clients, I'm good enough for the month. So your work speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just quality clients. I would not want to take like a job that's, it's not about the pay. It's about the pictures. If I know I'm not going anywhere with these pictures, I just rather uh, rather reserve that date for uh, the client to come. Unless if it's like in two days and I have nothing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. Do you ever so, have nothing to do? <laughs> no, you know. Yeah. I see a lot of your workers on, on advertisements now. You have a lot of work on what's this, the lenses, the yeah, I got, lenses. I got sponsors. Now. Oh, yeah. so you're sponsored now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're killing, um, man. A lot, so of, a lot of stuff. With my work, it's it's a little different. A lot of people ask me, "How could I? I want to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't do what I'm doing. It's a lot <laughs> harder to do what I'm doing than right. it is to do like yeah, be original. You, yeah, it's it's really hard to make money the way I'm making it because. It's like not a lot of people can do the work that I can at the quality and at the amount of like efficiency that I can. I do. Mm-hmm. I post a photo every single day. Right. So the the reason I leverage social media so that like my clients like I don't do any outreach like my social media markets my photography and mm-hmm. people are like oh that's cool I want to hire him for photos and I want to get into more doing like kind of like he said like less like less clients but bigger clients mm-hmm. so I want to work with like big names like uh like like record labels and stuff and like only exclusively shoot like music uh music artists and stuff like that that's what i want to work up to but right now i'm just taking like random people that that hire me but the thing with like my type of photography is that like they have to come to you you can't really go to them mm-hmm. kind of deal whereas like with product photography with like beauty photography all this stuff you can approach a agency you can approach a company you can be like oh here's like the type of work that i do and then you know send them like your media kit and then if they like the way that you take photos for like products they'll get you product photography and they'll right. get you this and they'll get you that with my type of work like it's not working like that i can't go like to a yeah. random person and go, so what about you yeah they your style though your style is a little different you think your style get you work because it's completely different he's kind of you credit your own style oh yeah no i i don't yeah i i do i do more like artistic photography speaking of like this month one of my photos is being exhibited in uh one of the art museums in Milan, Italy. Oh so shit! Wow. I'm, like my arts, like, okay. it's, <laughs> so okay. like I make art. You know, it's like can it's, I get a can I get a, 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 a what's it called autograph or something? Can I get a picture? <laughs> or something? Shit, maybe. Like <laughs> I, I'm making it. I'm making photos that I hope one day are like worth a ton of money. That's I don't dope, like. Bro. I don't care if it's not worth a ton now because I make money through like other things, like yeah. through like the sponsorships, through like um, companies pay me to just like advertise mm-hmm. random things for them, and then I'll also like I have like presets. I have like. Uh, income coming from like multiple streams of, of, of income, not just like my photo shoots. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, I don't want to be making money on just my photo shoots because when you make money from your photo shoots, if you're doing like artistic photos, it kind of takes away from the artistic aspect mm-hmm. because then you start tying your art to your income and that kind of starts messing with you because you're like, okay, I'm making money from this. So I have to make something that's going to be commercially accepted. I have to make something that people are going to want to pay for. And it's like, mm-hmm. what if I have there's what if that? Yeah. What if I have this crazy idea, but I know no one's going to like want to pay for it. So at the end of the day, it's like, I'm making work that I can make, that can put into books. I can put into posters. I can put into art galleries and stuff like that. And then over time they'll accumulate wealth and accumulate value through that. Um, and that takes a long time, dude. It's not one of those things you can just like start yeah. doing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm very grateful that I can do, uh, and make money in the way that I am. And I've recently started doing like NFTs and stuff and you, you can make That's a lot of money with NFTs. NFTs are basically just like prints, but they're like one time prints yeah, and yeah. they're digital. They own it. And it's like, it's like in the most I made, in a single day I made twelve thousand dollars. Shit. Yeah. 
Can I get a loan? <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. And dude, that's not even. That's not even. That's not even that much, dude. I, one of my one of my friends made like eighty thousand dollars in a single day off of just photos. Off of just photos. So cut this. Let's get the camera. There's like there's new ways. There's new ways to make money, and there's new ways for like my type of photography to make money. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Like people are like, oh, I can go do this and make eighty thousand dollars. No, like it's there's so much that goes into it. So it's like when people ask me how to make money. I like tell them to go do, if you want to make money with photography, do product photography or do commercial photography. Mm -hmm. Those two, that's where the money's at. That's where, if I wanted money, if I needed money, I would just hit up some agencies, be like, yeah, like, let me, yep. let me do this. But like, I'm at the point where I, I don't need to. Yeah. Um, eventually I think I will just so I can get like, get some new cameras and stuff. Shit. But it's like, it, it, there's, there's so much like the way the money structure works in photography is so weird because some, some forms of photography just make, stacks and yep. it's like not even like considered good photography yep. but it's yep. the one that making yeah. it's like Viable. you see like a random like a photo of like jeans you're like oh anyone could take that but the person who took it probably got paid like five thousand dollars for that campaign yeah it's like what the fuck am i that. doing <laughs> like why am i taking or, these cool photos when i could take these boring ass photos and make way more money yeah but then it's like i'm also in it for the art not really for the money i'm that's, just grateful enough that i eventually made money from it that's when i kind of started making money in photography when i found the niche and I yeah, just you gotta find that niche. niche. There's always that, that one guy trying to do everything, and then they're just like struggling. So I try like, to tell him, man, focus on one thing and focus on perfect that. Oh, yeah. the lighting. Uh, this was something I was passionate about MMA. So that's the only thing I really wanted to shoot, like combat sports. Yeah. So I just just only did that and shoot anything else. Mm -hmm. But of course, you you should shoot other things because you you don't learn from. Because like, if I just shoot only in the studio, that's the only thing I know of the studio. So what if I get a client that's won a, you know, a campaign out in the field and I don't know lighting outside, you know what I mean? So I want, I want to have that experience. So you should shoot everything, but focus on this one thing and build your brand on that one niche. Mm -hmm. Like him, like, you know, he has this style of lighting that's really artistic and he has his niche. He knows he perfected that lighting. So he's known for that type of lighting and that art and nostalgia. Yeah. I actually had a conversation. Yeah. I had a conversation with the CEO of this one clothing company who wanted to license some of my photos mm -hmm. for like his brand. And we were like on the phone and he like, at first it started like a normal phone call. He's like, Oh, like, I like your stuff. You know, here's the photos I want to license. What's your, price to license these out. I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And then it kind of spawned into like a full, like, like actual combo. He's like, where do you want to be like a year from now? And then we kind of got into that kind of talk. And he's like, I talk to a lot of photographers. Your stuff is good. Like mm -hmm. you need to stop selling yourself short and you need to make sure that people recognize the amount of talent that you have. Mm -hmm. Because, and this was like when I first started, so I wasn't like, my rates weren't like crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if people will pay that much. Um, so he was like, tell me, he's like, you need to make sure that like, people know that this is your style. Like you need to brand yourself better. Yeah, you have to. And that's when I like, I changed all my usernames to the exact, to the yep. same username. That's when yep. I started working more on the branding because I want it to be like, even now, like people like do a photo that's like kind of similar to mine and people will type me and be like, oh, this reminds me of, yeah, that's branding, that's branding. Dude, if you can get branding as a photographer, you're set. Because think no. of it this way, if Nike makes a hotel we would probably know how that hotel is going to look. It's going to mm -hmm. look super athletic. Yep. It's going to look super mm -hmm. futuristic, super fancy. Cause we know the brand Nike. If Hyatt made a clothing brand, we'd have no idea what the fuck right. they're a hotel brand. They just don't have anything special to them. They just, they make hotels. So that's the difference between a company and a brand. Yeah. A brand 100%. is you can take it and apply it to as many things as, as you want. And it'll still be that brand yep. versus a company is like, it's, it's good at one thing. If that market dries up, it's over. Yep. If Nike wanted to, they could make a sports car. We could probably envision how it's going to look like. It probably Absolutely. look a lot you know, of colors, crazy a lot of colors, colors really yep. crazy bends, yep. some like weird foam interior yep. or something. So 
Nike's a good example of what branding is mm -hmm. and hotels are a good example of what companies are. So yeah. if you're a photographer, you want to work towards becoming a brand, not a company, because if you're doing like, the, if you're doing the like hotel route, you know, the high, you know, if someone can take two photos and you can't tell which one's which you're not doing your job yeah. as, as a like artistic photographer, if you're a commercial photographer, you want to be blending into what the, you know, media wants at that time. Well, when he shoots, I can tell like his retouch is so high level. So smooth. It's yeah. it's like it's it's one of the craziest photos I ever seen. Like you're retouching, and it's like how do you get to that point, that level of retouching? How do you get that freaking good at retouching? So before photography, I used to draw a lot mm -hmm. with a pencil. So I kind of like uh, my hands is used to like drawing faces, mm -hmm. and when it comes to retouching, I have my uh, Wacom tablet. And I basically kind of just fix the skin and everything, mm -hmm. pretty much every pore. But in a way, here's the thing. Like, if you actually do the photo in, like, 10 minutes, it's going to look fake. Yeah. If you actually t spend more time, it's going to look natural. Like, sometimes you see my pictures and you're like, oh, she has perfect skin. But after two hours of Photoshop, <laughs> you know? One, so <laughs> one, one photo will take you about two hours. It kind of depends on her skin too. Like this oh, project shit. that I'm working on right now, the model has perfect skin. But even though it will take me about like a, about an hour. So what's wow. so if a model Damn. has not good skin, then how long would it take you to retouch? What's the longest you retouch the suit? On a single photo? Yeah, because the model showed up and she had like some allergic reaction. Oh damn! Aww. And her face was like, uh, was like red and rash and yeah. like yeah, it was God. it was pretty messed up. So what do you do for a model who has perfect skin? What do you do? Honestly, like, there isn't like much. If she has perfect skin, if she has like some blemishes, I would just remove them. Maybe small hairs, I would remove them. Like I would just like again, I would just make her look like that's the best day of the month for her. Basically, you know, I don't she know, has bro. You're retouching, bro. Oh my God! If you guys please. Get a chance. If you want to see like the oh, yeah. stupidest retouching you've ever seen in your life, please go on his Instagram. Please. It's, it's, it's not easy, honestly. It's hard. To, I mean, years of experience, basically. And the thing is, you train your eyes to see things that others would not see. Mm. Like, I would have my friend next to me, and I would retouch him. Like, what are you even doing? What do you, I don't even see what the brush is doing. I'm like, you're not seeing it, but I'm seeing it. Mm -hmm. There's like light and dark i can see in her skin i'm trying to even that out and like you actually strain your eyes to see colors to see flaws the others may not see mm -hmm. and i think that's that's what a good photographer that's part of being a good photographer right you see things that others don't there's a saying about that it's i, I can't remember exactly how it goes it's something like good people or skilled people can hit targets that other people can't mm -hmm. great people can hit targets that no one else can see someone yeah. i probably butchered it completely but it's like somewhere on those lines it sounds like, right but you hit a hundred <laughs> of those tiny itty-bitty targets and then yeah. you pull back from that and yeah. your image is perfect mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. if you know you miss a hundred yeah. of those like little the, things you mm -hmm. yeah pictures, like the brush like yeah. for example the brush when i would like retouch let's say like the brush at a hundred percent that's when like you get like a mark or whatever like maybe something like that when i edit it's like two percent sometimes one percent mm -hmm. so if you actually do that it's not doing anything like you can turn off and uh, on and off later it's not doing anything mm -hmm. but it's like if you do that 20 times it's doing something right. but that something is very specific to what you want mm. it's like one of those photos that artists do where it's like 10 minutes on a drawing versus 20 hours yeah versus exactly. 10 hours on yeah. a drawing and right. it's like you can still like you can tell that they're like the same photo mm -hmm. and like the 20 minute one still looks like you're like oh wow that's cool like, if they're a really good artist you're like oh i couldn't do that that's cool yeah. and then you see the 20 hour one you're like oh that other one looks like shit like compared <laughs> to that one because it's like there's this one artist his name's miles art that's like his instagram mm -hmm. handle i get a lot of inspiration from him but he just makes these like 
otherworldly, super crazy photos. And each photo or each like uh, uh, painting takes him like 80 hours minimum. And then you like, he always does it like eight or whatever minutes versus hours. And it's Mm -hmm. always like the first one just looks so crazy. And then you see the second one, you're like, that first one looks like shit. Yeah, and usually you can see all the pores. You can see like all the gradient. It's a perfect gradient. It looks like a photo, but it's a drawing, and you're just mm. like, unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. From a uh, from a model perspective, when do you do you when do you charge uh, a photographer? Um, it usually depends if photographers reach out and want to do a project. Mm. Those are then we'll talk about okay pricing. Are you really selective on photographers that you shoot right now since you're like, you know, wanting really sought off a model? Um, yes. And that has nothing to do with my sought afterness. That just has to do with like you. I think I found my my niche and mm. I would like to do things that not necessarily the same project or the same thing over and over. But like you said, like a mood or a brand or a range even or something like that where you could look at a picture and you look at for instance my instagram be like oh yeah that's cohesive clearly that's a body of work by someone who has something in mind versus Mm. just a mishmash and it was kind of a a conflict whether to create that lane or to be or to try to be someone who could do everything and Mm -hmm. do like some beauty and some studio and some outdoors. And I found that I'm just, there are so many people who are so much better at certain things than I am Mm -hmm. that I, I make better work and I do more right by the photographers by doing stuff that I know that I can pull off. Mm -hmm. And if they want to do a certain thing, like there are people out there who are going to make their dreams come true where I just can't. There you go. Awesome. Well, we're about almost an hour and a half in, you know what I mean? So, so much fun. yeah, a lot of there's anything you guys want to add before we close this podcast up. Do you guys want to um, talk about anything or add a couple more? What do you guys maybe maybe to add to her point mm-hmm. is just um, as a photographer, try not to do everything. I know, like in the beginning, you're trying to experience like different genres. You're just trying to make money. You don't care if it's a wedding or if it's a funeral that you're shooting, but. That happens all the time. You shut a funeral? Moody funeral. Pulling up with my lights. Hey, let's go hard. Wish she was alive to see this. You gotta actually like uh, find your like your niche and mm. then just stick to that. Mm. Like if you have like two genres that you're shooting, that's good. Three genres, that's a little bit much. Mm. More than that, it's become ridiculous. Yeah, it's just get off with the genre. <laughs> uh, too no. many genres for me. I'm not hiring you no more. <laughs> it's just because, like, if you go to like someone's website, you see fashion, you see beauty, you see weddings, you see uh, sports photography, you see everything. And you're like, like what's okay, this guy good at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what? What's your specialty? Yeah, right. you know? And trust me, if you have that much, like that much, like variety in your book. People are not going to pay that much for you if they yep. want to get you for fashion. They want to get a fashion photographer. Exactly. Not just mm-hmm. a photographer that shoots everything. Yeah. And I'm seeing this so much with events photography. I mean, oh you can God, just I'm see it at the bottom, this. like when you see a business card for all of your occasions. Yep. What kind of For occasion? all of your occasions. <laughs> it could be yeah. anything. Birthdays, like funerals. <laughs> you know? I'm like, bro, like, like you got to be specific in what you do. Yes, sir. Because now when you actually want to charge people more money, they will pay for you because you have your style. Nobody else has that. Mm-hmm. And you know what you're doing because yeah. you specialize in that yeah. field. It's yeah. like a doctor. You go to a, like a 
a rhinoplasty doctor because they're good at making noses look pretty, right? You don't go to a doctor that knows like you don't go to your you don't go to your you don't go to your like general <laughs> practitioner to get a nose job because he's more specialized in like just diagnosing you with whatever. But a rhinoplasty doctor, he, he doesn't know if you're sick or not. He's like, I know how to make your nose look good. Yeah, so you're going to go to him. You're going to give him $10,000 and he's going to make your nose look pretty. We need to charge for this podcast. because we not even too much knowledge, man. I'm telling you. It's called analysis paralysis. Yes. When you have too many options, you decide to just do none of them. 100%. But um, everyone who's in the market for your services is wanting a nose. But actually, <laughs> there's so there's Very a threshold true. to it. So if you have a if you have a vending machine that's Coke only, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, do I want a Coke? I don't want a Coke. But if you, have, if you have a vending machine that's Coke and Pepsi, now it's not, do I want a soda? It's, do I want Coke or do I want Pepsi? Mm. So there's like a, you, you got to tweak it yeah, a little. That's yeah. why you got to give a little, yeah, you got to, yeah. So it's like, you got to give a little option because it's like, do I want this? Or do I want that? Mm-hmm. If it's just one option, it's like, oh, do I really want that? Mm, probably not. But yeah. if it's like, if it's one or the other, it's like, oh, I want it, but which one do I want now? I yeah. heard that. So last question of the night. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. And I need an answer yeah, from you guys. No, 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 this is a good one. This is a good one. What's your income before taxes? No. <laughs> your favorite photo. I volunteered to go last. Ooh. Ooh. Do we, That's a hard question. You can't ask that kind of question. Your how favorite are we supposed, photo. How are we supposed to show it? <laughs> is it gonna like flash on the screen? Oh wait, they probably know. They go to your they go to your uh, Instagram. Do I got so describe many, it. I describe got so it. many photos. Describe it, you know. I know you have a special photo on your 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 repertoire, your favorite photo that you ever took, dude. That's hard. <laughs> that's a hard one. I know. There's I know. so many. I we like. Can't ask, we can't ask easy questions. That's, there's so many. They're like your babies. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. There's a special gem like that diamond. Especially, me, I'm super picky with my photos too. So I'm really? Just like, yeah, I'm extra picky. Well, which, people, okay, then what's your most successful photo that you you had so far? Uh, one of my most successful ones was like a random shoot I did with my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got like twenty thousand likes. Really? Yeah, it was her, it, my friend Kelly. She was like smoking a cigarette. It was like a with the little like leaning back and like the little I log seen it. And like I seen it. Eye. And the little the little twinkle. Yeah, in yeah. It. and then I got like 20, I stalked you a little I bit. Got like twenty thousand likes. I'm like that's oh, it's not my favorite though. I think my favorite. Okay, I think one of my favorites. I'll say top three, top two. I mean, I don't know the one that's getting featured in the the art gallery. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of my favorite ones. And what is that? It's so it's. It's all like it's an all red. Mm-hmm. It's an all red backdrop and it's like a red covered seat. And it's this woman. She's like, I'll show you guys. It's like bent. She's like bending over and she like looks. It's, I'm describing it in a really weird way, mm. but it like she's like she looks lifeless in it. And the title of it, uh, like, because you have to like title your artwork. Um, it's a shell of someone I used to know, and it's like one of the more like thought out photos I actually took because mm-hmm. a lot of my photos I'm just like oh that looks cool let's do this yeah yeah but this is like one of the ones that I was like oh like I actually have like a I'm going into it with like a plan I'm going into it with like an actual idea so this is what the photo looks like it's this one we gotta show the camera too where is it which one the camera's here like your camera's here oh so it's this one that's a cool piece and yeah this, story. One, this one's getting uh featured in the that's beautiful in the uh gallery yeah. and the reason I like it so much is because, like I mentioned earlier, nudity can be described as like so many different things. Absolutely. So the nudity in this is representing how empty someone feels when they're like in a depressive state. You know, when you're mm. depressed, you feel empty. You don't really feel like you have a personality. Personalities usually use clothes to show your personality. You know, someone that's more bright is going to wear you know brighter colored clothes. Someone that's more sad is going to wear darker clothes. Someone that doesn't feel anything is they Damn. just don't have any clothes on them. The color red represents both the 
like fire nature, the uh, ambition in them, the happy moments, as well as the Shit. sad, the fear, the loneliness. Because red's one of my, the reason red's my favorite color is because red's such a like intense color. Let me read exactly what I put as the uh, the thing for bro, it. You're an alien, bro. Because it's like I made a um, I like sat down and like actually wrote it out because mm-hmm. um, we had to. I'll ex- I'll show it so I don't have to guess it. But I have um so. The piece is called A Shell of Someone I Used to Know, and this is what I wrote for it. So, the lack of clothing represents a lack of identity. The subject is slumped over, representing the exhaustion from carrying heavy emotions. The empty room depicts loneliness. The red represents both the passion, love, and joy, as well as the anger, pain, and stress experience. This is a depiction of what it looks like to know someone, to see someone you once knew and not recognize them anymore, for they are not who they used to be, but rather a shell of someone you once knew. And that's beautiful, bro. So that's, that's probably one of my, that's yeah, it's one of my more, more, more deep photos. A lot Shit. of my photos that look deep usually aren't that deep, but this is one of the, cause like that was, she's like one of my really close friends. And yeah. like, it was like super, like when we took it, we were like laughing and like joking around and stuff, but we like had conversations later about like, you know, really deep man. stuff. And that's awesome. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite photo. You have any? <laughs> I mean, I don't have that story. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have gone first. <laughs> I don't have that kind of story. Yeah, but yeah. There's a photo that always stands out to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Because the shoot it was just, it happened randomly. The location was random. I showed up. I had no idea how it's going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, the day before, I went to like thrift shop and I got like a wedding dress for like $50. So I was like, you know what? The model's actually going to look good in that wedding dress. Mm. So, and the night before the agent actually reached out to me, it was supposed to be kind of like a beach shoot, like a bikini kind of shoot. And mm-hmm. she wanted editorial. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give her that wedding dress at the beach, call it art. So we mm. showed up to the beach and then we shot. And honestly, like, you know, most of my photos are like very sharp and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just that one photo you know how when sometimes you put the camera like this, your shutter like changes like with a belt and everything. Right. And I just took that photo. It's out of focus, but to this day, it's my favorite photo ever. Wow. Because of that imperfection, that makes it perfect for me. Damn. You know? And the model wasn't even posing. She was just like sitting there waiting for me to actually get my settings right, get my shit together. And I was like, you know, oh, it's nice. Wow. <laughs> I was going to delete that. That's and awesome, I was like, man. that's actually really nice. Yeah. And the whole theme of the shoot was like castaway because the model me and the stylist we were kind of um we're all like immigrants Mm -hmm. and the whole idea of the shoot is that like she's like we're castaways from like our homes and countries so like she's wearing like um fancy clothes at the beach Mm. you know so it's kind of like that has like intricate man i love the stories you guys are telling that's awesome and uh, it's not just a photo you guys are putting like stories and a lot of behind it my girl. All right. So I, there's no way that I can pick a favorite. It's no. Just, it's too hard. Totally understand. Um, but one standout, my most successful uh, photo mm-hmm. was out in the dunes. I took it with, um, it was an awesome dream team. Uh, Bina was yeah. there. I remember this one. I've seen oh. this one. Ooh, that's a good one. Give me some. That's a good photo. Uh, Steve. Cynthia. Cynthia took it. Yes. Uh, he is a beast. Beast. Yes. Animal. Yeah. Um, Robert Buchanan was the videographer. That's my and guy. A guy named Michael uh, was doing. Your camera's right here. Michael, you were doing the tape, and it was mm. one of those where we cut. He, I did mm. nothing. I stood there. <laughs> mm-hmm. He cut hundreds of pieces of tape and then crafted outfits this one. for Bina and I, and we each got a different 
tape oh, situation. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yes. Beautiful yeah. photo. And we drove our asses. So we tried. So we're taped just mm. like three hours each of taping. And then we get oh into a van. That no. sweet Robert. Thank God there was air conditioning. And we're trying not to move this tape for three hours. And we get out there and this was like wedding day because everyone was out there taking wedding engagement. There were hundreds of nice. people out there. Nice. <laughs> no. Hey. Like, let me uh, scoot yeah. on by here with my just tape. Careful. Uh. Um, so we get out there and it's just cut. The dunes, which are, we try to go when it's empty, are just covered in no. people. Love yep. that. And it's amateur hour, so everyone's out there fucking up the sand and just like footprints mm. everywhere. And so we're, we have to travel out to across the dunes, and we have maybe like 30 minutes of light. So the sun is going down, and the wind, of course, is going 60 miles an hour. And we have all this strategic tape, and now my nipple tape is flapping in the wind. No. <laughs> Nothing is working. Yep. And Steve gets sand in his eyeball so he's shooting blind he can't see and my nipple tape is flapping no. and the sun is coming down and brides are coming across our pictures and we had maybe like oh, five shots where like something wasn't fucked up and even those were just five like, come on do something yeah, yeah. and there's tape flying across the desert and robert's chasing it down and it was just a clusterfuck no. it was sand in my eyeballs i have lashes <laughs> digging into my retinas and I'm trying to play it cool. Yeah. Um, and there's one, sh I mean, Steve somehow fired off a bunch of money makers that day and mm. Bina looked gorgeous, even though, again, like sand in the eye, sand in all kinds of places. <laughs> it's, it it's, very, it's very sandy. It was muy sandy. Mm. Um, but there was one where Bina and I were standing there holding hands and um, the whole thing was just kind of like a powerful Everything about it was supposed to be powerful. We had like our hair up, um, standing on top of the dune, sunset hitting just right, just red flooded the sky. Bean and I grabbed hands and like tried to get that eyelashes out of our eye at the same time. And Steve just nailed it. And we, that was our That's a beautiful shot. Picture. I remember yeah. that one vaguely. That's yeah. a beautiful shot, man. I didn't know the, the, all the dramatic the behind it. That it's the uh, hours? Yeah. Oh, it's like about two three. hours. Yeah. Probably between like taping. Driving, hiking, driving back, D oh we had paint everywhere. D it was probably like twelve hours of prep for like twenty minutes of photos. But if you did all that no, Damn. no, no, no. <laughs> But that's some dope photos, though. Some yeah. really nice photos. Yeah. Some really nice photos came out of I that. Throw my mm -hmm. yeah. Congratulations that on that. Yeah, I think I've shot in that like in that location, and it was just yeah. sand everywhere. I think the whole yeah. shoot was like 10, 15 minutes. Dude, you know what crazy like, story? In the magazine crazy story about that. I was doing we. I like my, one of my friends uh, did a music video there, and he had like this. Uh, he he's friends with someone who like owns a video company, and we went to the sand dunes. And do you guys know what red is? Like the red cameras? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Dude, motherfuckers pulled up with two red cameras. They're just yeah. like <laughs> dropping them in the sand. I'm like, oh uh, yeah. Are you crazy? Like, bro, that's, that's a fifty thousand dollar camera. They're like, easy. oh yeah, let me just set yeah. this here. I mean, they're just like opening it. There's yeah, like just so winds, yeah. dude. It's like it's going into like the sensor. They're just like, oh and then put the. Oh I was like, I was like. Bro, it was insane. Yeah. I'm just there like baby in my camera and they're over here with the red just like tossing yeah. it around on my That's crazy. Open it. <laughs> I was like, I wish I had that kind of money yeah. <laughs> to be like, dude. Shit, yeah. That's favorite. Crazy. Go. Favorite photo. Shit. Or photo that's mean the most. UFC two oh five, Conor McGregor, double champ. 
I had one of the most iconic photos he ever took. Like two belts hung, hanging up. <sighs> Dopest photo. Money shot. Yeah. Money shot. That was probably my favorite photo ever. Those yeah. are the type of photos that like end up in like history books too. Yeah. Oh, bro, this is nasty photo. Like I remember, sure. like I, I always watch like uh, Muhammad Ali compilations, mm -hmm. and it's like, imagine being the guy recording that. Yeah. Like you're recording a legend. Yeah. being the best that yeah. that was like such a such a, spo a special yeah, dude, moment a special flex. special event what a flex being like Conor McGregor yeah man like get on the cage two belts mm -hmm. and I got one of the dopest shots ever that's crazy ever of him you know what I mean so yeah that was probably one of my best shots ever who's the was, craziest fight you've ever seen or photographed fighter I don't shot all of them bro um cause MMA is not that big right oh it's huge is it oh yeah uh, maybe John Jones. I shot all the Conor McGregor stuff. John, oh, Mayweather Conor McGregor. That was a good one. I shot them. Oh, yeah. Documented oh, that. Documented that. The whole document, the uh, whole process. I documented the whole thing. Damn. Followed Conor McGregor for like two or three months. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. So that that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was one of the biggest fights I ever shot. But I, I don't like shooting that type of stuff because there's a million people there, and you like just gotta shoot them and put your Spray head on camera play. over your head and just shoot. So I don't like I don't I don't I didn't enjoy a lot of that, but um yeah some kind of moments for sure, yeah Damn, good times crazy. good times good times, but yeah man we're gonna wrap this up man I appreciate you guys for coming out um uh like I said I respect what you guys do because you master what you've done and you, you know it takes time and I know what it, the effort that you have to to put into your craft to to get to the level that you're at you know whether it's modeling photography creating your own lane perfecting uh retouching perfecting your lighting and and creating your own style so I appreciate you guys coming to the show um once again can you shout out your Instagram so people know who you are if they don't know who you are get their life together can you tell me your Instagram <laughs> yeah I'm Sydney Stone at the Beast and the Babe Beast in the Babe is in the oh, house. we have little icons. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> see that. My boy Chris. Oh, I didn't even prepare Copy, copy this, and uh, still, you know, that's the producer back there. He did this. You, you know, can never so change your you. username now. Yeah. You're locked in with that. All right. So give me your Instagram as well. Uh, all my stuff's Moody Darkroom. Everything. Yeah. So that's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Visco, yeah. Pinterest. I literally just I when I made it I went on every single one and just secured the username just got in him. case just in case I wanted to use just it so literally just him. in case like I didn't even start using like TikTok when I first made it I just made sure I got the username yeah so, that's awesome. dark room on everything there you go make sure you follow everybody um and my man Noah um Noah Nash um pretty much Instagram yeah. Facebook too but nobody really uses that anymore <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Instagram yeah Noah Nash yeah so that's the end of our episode this is the Hendo uh, podcast I'm your host Courtney Hendo and we are out Thanks, let's go sir.